Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We are Cavan Podcast. Because Cavan's not just a place, it's a people. Hello and welcome to another edition of the McAvoy Super Value GEA Podcast on We Are Cavan. Uh, hope you're all keeping well and uh, surviving this unprecedented, I suppose, period in anybody's life where with no sport it's a little bit difficult to uh, to to get your mind off what's going on with this coronavirus. But we're doing our very best here on We Are Cavan to, uh, to continue to bring you a little bit of a distraction from the goings-on around the world. So um, on this show, I'm delighted to say we caught up with Mullahorn and Cavan player and currently Collinwood player, Ashlyn Shorten. So after the break, we'll be hearing from Ashlyn Shorten. Brady's Arva Limited. Main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. Okay, so I'm delighted to be joined on the line by uh, Mullahorn, Cavan, and I suppose Collinwood star uh, Ashlyn Shorten. Ashlyn, thanks a million. Um, for, well, it's not that early over there. Eight o'clock start over there. It's nine o'clock at night here. So you'd you be up and about at this stage anyway. Yeah, especially now that it's bright these mornings. You don't really you don't really lie in too much from seven o'clock. The, the sun is shining in and you're up and about. But yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's uh, so anybody who doesn't know, and there's probably very few people that are listening to us that don't know, but you're over in Melbourne at the minute, obviously, um, coming towards the end of the uh, AFLW season. Um, I was just looking up earlier on, you have a, a big game this Saturday. Well, sorry, it's Saturday our time. Is that Sunday over there, yeah? Um, it is Saturday my time at twenty. To two, I think it is. So it'll be kind of Friday night at one forty. Okay. Yeah, so it'll be Friday oh. night Irish time. And that's you're taking on North Melbourne, the Kangaroos, who yeah, who topped the conference A, use our conference B, just the other yeah. side of the draw. Um, a big, big ask in in this game, is it? Um, it is, and it is, and I suppose because we've played them in a, a practice match, um, and it kind of it was neck for neck. There wasn't too much of a difference. Um, you know, they they have been doing very well and they probably would be considered one of the best teams. But um I don't know, I think I think we're starting to come together quite nicely, you know, especially after the rounds get in, you kinda get your team structure and start realising your game plan. So um yeah, no, I think we're starting to come good and even with everything's going on and stuff, yeah, it's just trying to keep focused and yeah, we'll hopefully go out and perform. That's kind of the big thing. Um, and we've already played Nyken Park and, you know, we got a win there. And I think a lot of the girls like the ground there. It's a really good stadium. So um, we're kind of used to that as well, which will be another factor. 
I suppose just looking at it, because on the fixture list, it says that this Saturday's game is a semi-final. Yeah. Uh, but but then it has round eight after that. How how does that work? Yeah, so it took me a while to um to actually kind of understand that as well. So um basically, if you lose, you're out. But what I because I was explaining to my family at home, it says we're in a semi final this weekend. But what I'd consider it would be a quarter final, if that makes sense. Um, because okay. usually in normal circumstances here, if you're in a semi final, if you lose, there's a back door in. If you're in one of the top teams, but in this case if you lose, you're out. So it's technically a quarter final. And then if you win, you're into the semi next week. And then if you win that, obviously you're into the final. So, um, okay. yeah, I had to explain that at home, but uh, yeah, because they call them, their kind of semi-finals, a prelim, and then you have the final. So it's just a slight bit different, but uh, okay. yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. just yeah. different terms. Yeah. And Camira, how, how, so the season, you have won four games, I think lost two. How have you yeah. enjoyed those games? Or, or was, did it take you long to find your feet in the game? Um, it was tough, I suppose, at the start. Um, just trying to, I think the the coaches were trying to figure out where would be the best position to play me. Um, so I was starting off in the mid and then kind of in an inside forward. But now I've settled into kind of a high forward. So kind of I'd be called a hunter. So I kind of my role is to just really hunt the ball and um kind of get the balls that are low to the ground. I would hunter or a crummer, so technically picking up the crumbs is is my role. So trying to get that ball when it's low on the ground. Uh, and then I might rotate into the inside forward for like a break because you kind of get your break when you're in there or your rest. But um it 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 has been tough, but um I've been doing skill sessions. I was doing them every twice a week probably leading up to the start of the seasons and uh, that really helped me and then understanding the game I still still bits I need to try figure out kind of when the umpire blows the whistle I'm hoping now I don't give the ball to the wrong person because you can <laughs> give away you can give away a 50 meter kick and that's the last thing you want to do um, yeah. but no no I, I definitely have a better understanding of it now um, I suppose now that it's coming towards the end it's, it's good that I do <laughs> yeah like it and and for people, maybe like I, I would now I'd watch a little bit. I always try to watch the grand final, but the, uh, yeah. the it, it's very, very different. There's, there, there are a lot of, uh, from looking at it, it seems like tactically there's a lot of scenarios going on within the game. Is it, is it that way when you're actually playing it? Yeah, it would be. Um, I consider it a very structured and role, um, role game, if that makes sense. So, I feel like in in GAA you kind of have a bit more of a freer role and you can roam kind of where wherever you want. Whereas here, as I said, my structure or my role is a hunter, so that is my job and kind of my job only. If I do end up getting the ball somewhere else, fair enough. But like I I can't be caught too far up the pitch and I can't be caught too far back down the pitch. So um, and it's the same I suppose for every every structure on the field. Um, it's definitely a very role game, and you have your set structures and stuff like that. So. Even learning that probably took me a little bit of time because every position is slightly different. Um, there's three different types of forwards and three different types of backs. And then you have your mids and your wings. So, yeah, they're, looking in, I'd say it is quite complicated to understand. But um, once you kind of even talk to someone and they explain the different roles and structures, it does come come a little bit easier to you then. Yeah, dude. You, you you obviously you're enjoying the uh, the game itself. I'm sure. Yeah. Like time frames, it's it, it's just to explain. Are, is the women's game the same as the men's? It, it goes in quarters. 
Uh, yeah, it goes in quarters, but uh, the men's actually go on for longer. Uh, their quarters are, um, I feel like their quarters may be 25 minutes or something, whereas ours is 16 to 17. But now, okay. um, now it was announced there during the week that the men's quarters are now being shortened to 16 minutes like the women's. Um, but that's obviously just with everything that's going on. So um, that's subject to change, hopefully, when things get better. Right. Right, and then so within within a game, do you use GPS trackers and and that sort of information? Are you covering big ground? Yeah, surprisingly, um, we are. I suppose I've never really worn a GPS with Cav, and so I, it's hard to know. But assuming in the full forward position, I probably my meters mightn't have been as much, but maybe my sprint d- distance was high. Um, but yeah, we wear a GPS every training session and every game just to make sure that we're not covering too much within the week. And then Mm. just to see how we're doing in the game. So, for example, your wings in this game would probably have the highest amount of Ks covered. Um, They could cover up to anywhere up to 9K, depending on how long they're on the field. Um, Whereas I'd be covering um, probably 7 to 8K unknowingly, even though I might play it's 16 minutes a quarter and you have to rotate off generally every quarter. So that might be... 12 minutes a quarter and you'd be covering six to seven K and that doesn't include the warm up. So it's kind of, right. it's yeah. So there is a good bit. And then probably in preseason we were covering eight K maybe Monday, Wednesday and Friday in trainings. Right. Um, so yeah, training's longer as well. So it's good to take that into consideration, but yeah, it's, there's a massive, it's quite a load of emphasis. Yeah. And then you get to see your sprint and your sprint distance and, you know, they look a lot more so at their, at your high intensity running rather than how much you actually run because mm. someone could be running around and not actually running at a good speed. So it is, it's very interesting and, you know, it's up on the wall every, after every game and every training. So you get to see what you're doing and what speed you might hit and stuff like that. So, um, it's good as well because the coaches can see it and you just get a better understanding. But yeah, the, the load has definitely been high, but you kind of just get used to it. After then, once you get into the season, you know, your your um, your Ks are pulled back. So we'd only do a heavy enough session on a Wednesday. And once we kind of hit 6K, they kind of stop training. They're kind of happy with that. So it's live GPS trackers you're using? Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Class. There's um there'd, there'd be a girl um she'd be sitting at the side of the oval and she'd be watching and our S and C would go over and check just to make sure because um maybe the wings might end up doing a little bit more in training unknowingly so they might be like okay girls you need to pull it back um just because you don't want them doing way too much and then yeah. that so yeah it's it's pretty That's... cool but when we when we played in Marvel we obviously um couldn't use our gps's because the stadium the roof was closed over so the gps's weren't going to work but uh, apart from that yeah we've had it every time and how how are you enjoying then the overall lifestyle of being a professional athlete um yeah no it's it really has been amazing and i you know i'd say people look at me and think i'm living the life but uh, it has been t- uh, it has been tough and it has been busy especially in pre-season i was in the club every day with training skills gym and Sunday was kind of my only rest day, um, and the girls would be with me on that one. So, uh, you know, it, it is tough, but um, you're, you have the whole day to dedicate towards sport and bettering yourself as an athlete. So that has been amazing. And then also getting to train with girls um, from different sports and stuff as well, because it's not only AFL, W players we have. Um, for example, we have two netballers and 
Um, one of them was like the captain of Australia and she was probably one of the best netballers Australia's ever had. So, you know, you learn so much wow. from even talking to people like that and then the whole leadership and everything. You learn you learn so much that you nearly can't even explain in terms of just leadership and your life and how to better yourself as an athlete off the field a lot as well, not just with nutrition and all that, but just in everyday life, really. Um, so, yeah, no, the, it's it's been amazing. Yeah, it, it it sounds like, you know, obviously we look at it here and you're over in Melbourne in Australia and you've got good weather, you're there for the summer, you've uh, yeah. you, you you've got you've got the opportunity, I suppose, to, to live the dream. You've you've done a year of it or coming up towards the end of the year, have you have you made a decision? Will you will you do another year or what's the opportunities like there now? Um I haven't made a decision yet, but um that'll probably be coming in the next few weeks. Um they, you know, I suppose everything that's going on, things have been put on hold. But I think by the end of April, everyone has kind of made a decision. So uh, I'll probably be looking into it, um, but just probably have to talk to people at home and decide about masters and education and stuff at home and just weigh up my options. But yeah, I'd, I'd probably be looking to hopefully come back out again and just, especially if the season's cut short, I kind of feel like I probably didn't give it a good run. So I'd hopefully be coming back out next year to go again. Yeah, and when you say it's cut short or is cut short, um, do, what is there meant to be more than the seven games in total? Or yeah, so we um we missed out um well and so did other team. Everyone basically missed out on two games. So we were supposed to have round seven this weekend and then round eight and then you go into finals. So um oh, right. certain teams like the Western Bulldogs or St Kilda, uh, Richmond. And um, because they weren't in the top four teams in both conferences, their season is now done. Um, so it just went straight to finals. And we were lucky um, that we were in the top four. We still had two games to be played and we were kind of hoping that we kind of push up in the conference and uh, maybe into th- um, three or two, kind of up that high if we got our next two wins. Um, but look, it's, you know, at the end of the day, you have to put, everyone's health as the priority so as in we we'll be playing this weekend but like there's nothing saying that the come next week the games at the weekend won't be cancelled so you just have to literally take it day mm. by day if that makes sense and how how is training working there with the coronavirus so he's doing collective sessions yeah so um we over here there's a big culture you know you kind of high five after every drill and you know strong kind of encouragement and stuff like that so we um we tap elbows now or we tap foot feet so they don't want us um <laughs> they don't want us our hands touching but um even in games they didn't want us you know with that but uh, we were kind of just like look at this is what we've done since the start especially in a game if someone scores or someone does something well you want to kind of get around them as a team so we kind of just kind of just forget about that for now but yeah um as well no there's now rules that no one's actually allowed to come to our game so they're all enclosed off areas um, just so we can't interact with anyone because after games you know, you'd usually talk to the supporters and give out free stuff and you know you'd have a mm. bit of time to kind of go around and talk to people that came to the games so that's all uh, finished now but um, with training no all all is still kind of normal um, for now all right. All right very yeah. good is there we, we, we've all seen the, the videos online of the um, the fights in supermarkets over toilet roll and stuff like that is there is there a lot of evidence is it very visible is there hysteria over there over coronavirus yeah it's it's actually pretty massive um 
you know myself and my housemate Sarah went to went to our supermarket there yesterday just to get our oats <laughs> for our breakfast and they were gone so we were um, they, then we went to the toilet roll section and the supermarkets were only restocked that night so they shut early to restock everything completely and it was gone and this was probably at 8am so uh and all oh, the meat Jesus. as the day goes on all the meat is gone and stuff like that and the non-perishable food so it is pretty big over here even though there's no it, I feel like it's still not as um severe as Ireland you know everyone's still going to work uh trainings are still going ahead certain certain places might have closed but cafes everything like that is still open so um the prime minister was on the other day and tried to you know he said like not to panic probably the same as at home and you know things are still open schools are still open colleges are still open so you kind of feel like People probably shouldn't be panicking as much as they are, but yeah, no, the supermarkets are pretty empty, so it's unfortunate when you go there and there's the stuff you need isn't there. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's I suppose it's a mad time what we're kind of living through at the minute. Have you yeah. then looked into travel arrangements if season is over? Is everything still okay? Because a lot of flights are well within Europe anyway. A lot of flights are cancelled. Yeah, so I've um, basically been keeping a good eye on everything that's happening in Australia and Ireland because I'm probably Dubai and stuff because when you fly home, you obviously have that connection flight. So you have to take that into consideration. But um, it, it two of the Dublin girls went home yesterday um, and I know some are going home this week and some of the other Irish girls, even though their season's finished, but they're trying to get home as soon as possible, which is fair enough. But I'll probably play it by ear. I'll keep going with the games. Hopefully we keep winning and then... Um. then if whenever we lose I'll then probably book my flight for sooner rather than later just to make sure everything's good but um, I know some some airlines have cancelled so I have to have to take that into consideration but the AFLPA and you know the club and that is is really making sure the Irish girls feel okay and feel safe and if we didn't feel like um we were comfortable here you know they, they do take that into consideration so um yeah, it's just mm. really about keeping an eye on the news and, yeah. Because they, they, two two of the Irish girls you were mentioning there, I think it was Sinead Goldrick and, and uh, Niamh McAvoy, they've left even though they, they have a game with um, GWS this weekend. So, you know, the club was obviously very understanding in that situation. Yeah, um, 100%. And, you know, I'd say it was a massive decision for the girls. Um you know, we were talking to them earlier on in the week and we met up with all the Irish girls and we were all just talking, you know, because it is scary. You know, you don't know what's going to happen and you're seeing this fake news really on WhatsApp and stuff like that. So it, there, there is a little bit of panic coming in and um, that's why you're just kind of trying to get everything the, from the source, if that makes sense. So mm, watching yeah. what the airlines and that are saying. But uh I'd say it was an absolute massive decision for the girls, but um, if if that's what they feel and if that's what the club feel, you know, it's it's definitely the best option for them. To be fair, yeah, I suppose it it it's, it's had a real personal effect on you. Your your boyfriend was over with you. Your father was meant to fly over and and opted not to. I suppose so. It yeah. it really has hit you in real terms. Yeah, um, yeah, Alan was over and he flew home a little bit earlier now, um, but he still got a good a good amount of time out here, so I was grateful for that. And then, yeah, Dad was supposed to fly Tuesday. It would have been Monday morning Irish time, and he would have landed Tuesday night here. Um, and it was Sunday. We got a message just saying that anyone that comes into the country, um, you know, we're not allowed to see them. So, like, Dad would have been coming in, and I wouldn't been able to see him. 
for the yeah. two weeks. He would have been under self-isolation for the two weeks. So he wouldn't even be allowed to come to the games, even if he tried to just watch it from afar. I wouldn't even be able to talk, like go over and talk to him or anything like that. So I was kind of like, you know, I was a bit sad being like, oh, well, you know, it's sad because I would have loved him for him to see what life was like out mm. here. But then again, he still wouldn't have got the the normal experience because anything could shut down in the blink of an eye and then we don't know what way Ireland will be. So it's safer that he's at home and hopefully if I'm out next year, you know, and everything's good, he'll get it to come out. So um could be worse. Um, you know, it's it's when you look at the scheme of things, like it's it's really minuscule yeah. and people have definitely bigger worries and um, you know, I I can't really complain. Like, you know, it's every everyone's health is the main thing and you know everyone at home is safe so that's probably the main priority yeah yeah i suppose you have a, yeah. a very very sensible approach um yeah you, you were saying the game this weekend it's uh for for anyone listening in it is live on i think it's the uh, aflw website um, Yeah. so um, the, the aflw website there's an app you can get on your phone so i'm i'm not sure if it works on that, so but there there is an app if you download the AFLW app and it streams all the games live. And then if that doesn't work, um, because I know my sisters use this app, um, it's called the AFL Live app, and I think it's like twenty euro for a subscription, but you can have like up to five devices on it, um, and yeah, it'll be streaming the game. Brilliant, brilliant. On yeah. on on it's some of the earlier games before the, the virus kicked in what sort of crowds were, were, were going to games like were was it in the hundreds or thousands yeah. or where, where were you um you probably have anywhere above six thousand at a game you know some wow. games might have yeah so that, that that would be pr- pretty standard to have at least six thousand at a game which is massive Um, Jeez. you know so for some of the girls now playing in front of like no crowd or not one person um you know, it's massive where I suppose for myself and uh, Sarah, we're kind of like, you know, that that can be the case sometimes at home. So, but it's good in one sense because you get to hear how the team's communicating. Um, but yeah, two yeah. of the men's teams were playing last night, Carlton v Richmond in the MCG. And yeah, you know, it, it holds 100,000 people and there wasn't a sinner there. So I'd say that was a completely different experience. And even watching the game, we were watching it, it it just felt like a different game of football because there was no um no crowd or nothing like that. So for some people, you know, I'd say it is a massive, a massive factor. Yeah, it, it it's going to be a very weird experience, I suppose. When you're like six thousand, that's phenomenal numbers. Yeah. Um, for 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 games over there, they're they're really mad into the AFL around Melbourne, aren't they? Oh yeah, it's it's definitely the heart of um heart of the AFL is in Melbourne, probably as well. They've the most teams, but uh, yeah, no, it's pretty cool because um whenever you have a game, you know there's food trucks, um there's music playing through speakers, you know there's face painting. It's proper like it it feels like it's a proper festival and there's a game going on. So the atmosphere is very cool, and you know they're selling like all your team's merchandise and things like that and yeah it's it's really good probably family day out um for anyone really and because it's free to come into the games and um, people just come in and they'd stroll and watch the game and yeah it's, it's a good vibe yeah geez it sounds it sounds exciting have you been yeah. to the the cricket ground to melbourne cricket ground yeah i actually did um a tour of it just before the women's cricket um world cup was on um, and that was it was it's pretty massive it, it did remind me of Krog Park now but I, I couldn't imagine playing there with not one person there 
partial obviously yeah. the media so uh yeah i'd say that was uh, massive um but yeah they, they got a great crowd for the cricket the women's cricket and stuff so that was pretty cool i just didn't get to go and, to that game because we had our own match but yeah and if 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 it gets to the grand final if you were lucky enough to, to get there is it held in in the uh, mcg and uh, no, the men's is um, the MCG is the home ground as well for some of the men's teams, just because um, I think for yeah. Collingwood and Richmond. But uh, no, if I, uh, w- the women's teams, if they get to the grand final, I'm pretty sure it's whoever kind of is the top at the top. Um, it gets so, for example, last year it was in um, the Adelaide Oval, which is a massive stadium down in Adelaide because they were playing and they were kind of at the top. Um, okay. So depending on who or who's in it they'll probably well I suppose now with no crowd they had 53,000 last year so they need a big enough stadium but uh, yeah I'd say it's still being like it pro- could be an icon park or somewhere like that but just no crowd yeah right very very I suppose interesting just to see how the next couple of weeks pan out o- over there if uh, if it doesn't like I suppose the idea of it over here, they're not playing anything even behind closed doors. So life without Gaelic football and, and without any sport at all, it's it's a very, very different existence. I suppose at least you have something to keep you occupied rather than all the time thinking about the virus. Yeah, 100%. Um, because Wednesday night we had training and, you know, we were waiting to hear were we in or were we out. And, you know, then we were at the start, we were told that's it done for the year, girls. You know, girls are emotional and kind of just like, like a bit taken back and like, oh, right. So this is, this is fully done. And then, you know, myself and Sarah were like, so, so we have to go back home now, really. And like you were going home in self-isolation. We can't even go back originally to our plan and go into football. And then uh, we were told we were in. And, you know, then everyone was happy. And then we were told we were out and other clubs were texting us saying we were in. And yet we were being told we were out and girls were like, right, we'll see you out. We'll all meet in the pub, basically. And then uh, then we got the final confirmation that we were in. So, um, you know, everyone's spirits were high and everyone was happy. And that's that was the thing when we were training that evening and everyone was kind of kind of flat their mood wasn't great um, and myself included you know because we've had two days waiting to see would we be playing this weekend would we be training and um, so the coach kind of felt that from us you know then at the end he just played a competitive game kind of against backs forwards and mids and you know by then the training everyone was really happy and didn't want to stop because you know the competitiveness was coming out but uh, yeah, yeah no I was I was just thankful to be able to train because I was just thinking I see my sisters and you know, Calvin, the Calvin ladies and my club team, you know, not being able to train and having to run in the closest field basically beside them. So I was just happy I can just train on a normal ground and still go to the gym as normal and stuff like that. Yeah, you, you, you can hang you can hang Jerry out here now because yeah. before we started recording, I was saying how a Mullahorn lad was telling me he's seen Jerry running the, your two sisters or three sisters probably up and down the, the front of the house earlier on. Yeah, so uh, I was getting a few WhatsApp pictures and uh, basically uh, Dad was using using some of the sticks he'd have for like holding the fence <laughs> when he's farming <laughs> as like metres distance. So I think it was measured out as like 20, 40, 60, 80, something like that because that's what the runs were and uh, the girls were down running um, literally on the tiniest piece of grass, but I don't know if they had enough space and uh, dad was doing the timing to make sure that they were doing the runs properly so uh, <laughs> where there's a will there's a way so uh, yeah, I, 
I don't miss God. that yet. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Cars, cars going by on, on, know, on the N55 and, 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 and the girls out running knee deep in mud. <laughs> I can imagine people were just thinking probably isolation has really got to these ones. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. But uh, are you missing the, 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 the Gaelic football? Obviously, the, the Cavan ladies bit a bit disappointing defeat to, to Monaghan, but they've yeah. had some good performances. Oh no, I, I definitely am. Um, probably, especially after their first league game against Kerry, you know, I was staying up to follow that. And, um, you know, I kind of felt that was probably the first time I ever felt nearly homesickness or something. I just felt felt something was missing just after the game when they'd lost by the point. And I just felt kind of like, oh, I wish I was there. And I felt a, a sense of, I probably felt a little bit guilty or something like that. Um that was probably the first time I ever felt a little bit homesickness out here at all. Um, but myself and Sarah, uh, Sarah, oh, she's with Mayo, so uh, we have a Gaelic ball over here. So on a Monday, we might just, we always kind of just go kicking on 100 hand passes right and left, 100 kicks right and left off our feet. And then we just practice throwing up the ball and catching and maybe running and taking that first solo because it's obviously something that we'll have to get back into and actually catching the ball and going. Um, so definitely the two of us when we're down kicking the ball we just we just talk about how we can't wait to get back but uh just just for that probably sense of comfortness that we um that we're comfortable so comfortable with that sport but uh yeah no it's it, it's the same I suppose we're always then we bring down the two the two football so the AFL and then the Gaelic so we'd be down there kicking for a bit but uh we're happy anyways we have each other and um it's it's really good it's kind of like I I know from talking to Nicholas Walsh a little bit when he was over there and 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 listening to uh, Connor Nash. I heard him on a podcast and and they love the fact that they they got the opportunity to play AFL, but they they missed the fact that they didn't get to come home. You kind of get the best of both worlds in it. It it is a really good kind of balance. Yeah, a hundred percent. So that that's why we were probably like you know because we'd be talking to the other Irish lads in Collingwood, and um, you know we are lucky in that sense that we get six months to play over here, and then we're just back in time to prepare for championship and get into championship. Like obviously you don't want to miss anything, but uh, it's better probably to be missing the league than it is the championship. So um, yeah, you know we we're very lucky, but um, I suppose in the next few years that will probably start to change and the women's season will become longer. So then it'll be up to girls probably to make that decision, but that probably won't be for another five, five or more years anyway. Very good. Very good. Yeah. Tell us this. So we, before we let you go, what, what's your favorite thing to do about Melbourne? Definitely the brunch and the coffee. <laughs> I, I'd say if anyone, if any Irish person is out in Melbourne, they'll, they'll understand what I'm saying by that. Eh? It um it has the best coffee in the world and you know everywhere you go you're guaranteed to get a good cup so uh, if you're ever out here Damien and you're a big coffee drinker I can tell you the best places. <laughs> lovely, yeah, lovely. Yeah, I'll have I'll have to get over there. And what yeah. is there? Uh, what's what's your kind of favorite slang or is is there a lot of terms that you have to use to over there? What words like I know Sheila yeah. was a big thing over there. I do they still call women Sheilas. Uh, that one no not as much but uh, you know after a game it's it's how'd you pull up so um, that one took me a while <laughs> right. how'd you pull up so and then you just catch on to it and um, and how'd you pull up means other, what how, how you, a, how'd you how'd you go play after it? the game no uh, kind of like how's your body after the game 
Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're, they're, but they're catching on to some of our slang. And when we all say, you know, any, any crack, you know, they look at us. They look at us like we've 10 heads and we're like, no, no, we don't mean it like that. We just mean it'll be any views. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we said that on a plane once, you know, um, to one of the girls, like, oh, the crack is down the back. And people turned their heads to us. And we were like... Eh, in our Collingwood gear and we're like no 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 it's an Irish slang we mean is there, there's all the fun is down the back <laughs> but yeah no so it's, it's a bit of both it yeah. seems like you're having a good old time with, with Sarah Rowe I, I was listening yeah. to uh, a radio interview you've done on, on, on the local radio there in Melbourne where oh, yeah. you were, were taking the mick out of one of the DJs oh yeah Yes. Yeah, no, uh, we're very, it's very good. I've lived with her for three years in college before this in DCU, so uh, we know each other inside out by now. <laughs> very good, very good. Well, yeah. come here. The very best of luck at the weekend. I'm, I'm, I'm going to try and stay up and watch this game if I can at all. So uh, hopefully, fingers crossed, you, you get the result and, and keep progressing. But either way, we look forward to seeing you back in the Cavan jersey. Perfect. Thanks so much, Damon. Yeah, again, thanks to Ashley for taking the time to uh, to chat to us, and we wish her the very best of luck in tonight's game. Um, don't forget to head on over to patreon.com forward slash we are Calvin, where we are continuing to bring in bring you uh, podcasts, trying something different. This week we've brought you one where we don't mention the F word at any point, or or we do our best to. So we have a podcast dedicated uh, to everything but football. It covers your podcast listening the books you're reading or the books we recommend you should read films and uh, and even the best fry up in calvin or our opinion on it so uh, head on over to patreon.com forward slash we are calvin for the diehard service where we're continuing to bring a new podcast on a weekly basis don't forget to check out super value uh, virginia mcavoy super value facebook page they're doing great work up there to keep the shelves stocked and the store open uh, which is vital in this difficult period but uh, all in mcavoy super value deserve a huge round of applause for all of the effort that they're putting in at the minute to keep the store uh, running so smoothly so well done to all involved yes it was great yes it was great yes it was great stuff and larry has put it over the bar it was hard fast football after that you're in Calvin, yeah. was there a feeling that that might have been a chance for Kevin to get come back into the big time and then the cave and it's over the lap and Kevin are not buried yet have them doing all they could to hold their lead to Derek McDonald, what a goal! Oh, yes! And over the bar, Vincent Cahill. What a day he is having. Oh, this is brilliant by Calvin. Dandy-legged farmers walking the roads near Virginia. Hurrah, yeah, hurrah, yeah! <laughs>